Hello, I'm Michael Basacco, head of GTS Advisory at Bank of America, and you're listening to the Treasury Insights podcast series. 2023 was a year of growth, resilience, innovation, and progress in various sectors despite some challenges. We saw major strides with standardization around ISO and some consolidation in the banking industry. We discussed the concept of on-time treasury and the acceleration of processes using data, visualization tools, and workflow automation to meet needs as they arise. As we step into the new year, we find ourselves in a world that continues to evolve and push treasury to the next level. Treasurers are adapting to new responsibilities. Managing the influx of data and intelligent automation is becoming the norm. In today's podcast, we're going to explore what the year 2024 might hold for treasurers. I'm delighted to be joined by Matthew Davies, Global Head of Transaction Services, EMEA, and Co-Head of Global Corporate Sales. Jay Davenport, Co-Head of Global Corporate Sales, and Kevin Hines, Head of Strategy, Advisory, and Complex Finance Solutions at Bank of America. Welcome, Matthew, Jay, and Kevin. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Great to be here. Okay, thanks, gentlemen. Going to jump into some questions here. Look forward to hearing your responses. First one, Matthew, directed to you. The trends of treasury automation and technology will always be prevalent. This is particularly evident as we see data becoming more accessible and easier to understand. Could you elaborate on the role of machine learning and AI in shaping the data trend in treasury? Thanks, Mike. Look, it's a great question, and the short answer is. Yes, it's absolutely having an impact. I don't think I've ever met a treasurer that says they've got all of the resources they need within the team. This is always an area where it's resource constrained. And when we look at some of the technologies now that are capable of processing and analyzing huge volumes of data at much higher speeds than has ever been possible in the past, this can actually provide a lot of real-time insights, can help improve decision-making processes, but can also automate some of the very routine tasks that exist within treasury departments. And that can allow freeing up of time for treasury teams to focus on much more strategic work. We've spent a bit of time talking about this in previous podcasts and in previous years, but this is very much coming to the fore now. So it's a great opportunity to unlock capacity within the treasury teams. One other element I would say that's particularly relevant as we head into 2024 is thinking about the use of some of these tools, machine learning, AI, to help identify patterns and trends in the data. These are not always immediately apparent. When we think of the traditional techniques prior to some of these capabilities, it was a lot more manual. Again, this is freeing capacity, but it's also allowing treasurers to anticipate and respond to these changes much more effectively than they've been able to in the past. To summarize, there's a lot of potential here. I think not only will it make decision-making better and more efficient, but I think there is a real possibility to improve capacity of treasury teams by leveraging these tools. And certainly, one of the things that we hear a lot of from clients is the desire for data, but then there's the conundrum of, How do they operationally make use of the data? And Jay, this would speak to a lot of the clients that you handle, and that's around balancing the use of the data and 
the technology being effective to digest and produce results with the data. How can treasurers balance that? What are you hearing from clients? Good question, Mike. Thank you for including me today. The role of the treasurer is changing dramatically right now. You often think of cash management, risk management around rates, FX as being the core function, but it's really moving into strategic decision-making. Many are on company boards and they're heavily involved in the capital allocation process. So what does this mean in terms of your question, in terms of balancing AI and technology? Think about your personal life, right? Everything has the potential to be streaming faster, uh, online, whatever it is. There's no difference really as it relates to the treasury function at a corporate entity and product steps continue to advance. But it requires a measured approach. And the first thing to be done is identifying areas in treasury operations that can benefit the most. A few things come to mind, one of which Matthew touched on, which is the automation of routine processes, tasks like data entry, bank reconciliation. These are manual, repetitive, time-consuming tasks. Balancing and using AI and technology-related products can change that dramatically and free up time. Natural language processing also falls in this category. It gives you the ability to process enormous amounts of data from various systems really quickly and efficiently. And then understanding the trends and patterns in the data, AI can do that for you. This allows for greater precision and better informed execution. You're seeing this being used as it relates to things like cash flow forecasting, managing capital efficiency, FX and rates hedging, tracking the mark-to-market, uh, fulfillment hedges, and so on. Those are all pain points for treasury centers. I think you're seeing that there. I would also say if you think about treasury within the entity, it can often be siloed. Those silos create delays and hiccups. AI-powered collaborative treasury it has the potential to reduce those issues, increase the treasury's visibility into auto activities within ERP systems, TMS, third-party data, and so on. Again, back to the original question, the world is changing fast. Treasury is right on the forefront, right at that crossroads. There are so many benefits that can be achieved through adopting technology, but it has to be a strategic, well-thought-out approach. Jay, great answer. And I caught on to the measured approach. And I think this speaks to what clients are considering. Things are evolving. Change is coming at us faster. Technology continues to produce an avenue to change. But there's this measured approach to deploy those assets alongside the need for staff, and those staff and their requirements are changing as well. So, Kevin, as we look ahead, what do you envision for the future role of the Treasury professional? How is that going to change with technology such as AI, but the need for critical thinking from an individual? Mike, thanks. It's bigger than just AI. I read something the other day that as of the end of this last year, there was over 5 billion internet users, which represented something like 65 to 70% of the world's population. What does that mean? It means our clients interacting and engaging with us and their other service providers online. The growth of a mobile delivery channel and the need to modernize the customer experiences is becoming more and more relevant. What does that mean for our clients? Our clients have to be as tech-savvy as possible. Their tech stacks have to be modernized. SAP is going through a major uplift, and how does that impact them? Well, I think data is going to be an important part of what our clients do to help streamline processes, make them more efficient, allow them to make decisions, to get out of Excel and other manual tools. I do think the need to improve the way they operate, the way they utilize technologies and fintechs will become just as relevant as AI and data. Data analytics is going to be important. 
This helps them manage risk. This helps them identify areas of opportunity to improve and to streamline. But I think they need to be looking at how they can streamline other processes as well on the back end of their operations. At the bank, we're committed to this. We're getting them the resources they needed. We're providing them tools like intelligent receivables and cash flow forecasting. We're pushing more on the cash flow app and pushing the adoption of APIs so the clients can do more work on their side and not have to be reliant on the bank. While AI and data is going to be a critical component to everything they do, I think the adoption of technologies over the next one, two, three years on our client side is going to be just as critical for them to be successful. Kevin, completely agree. And one of the areas that we as a bank are often engaged in with clients is the assessment matched against their operational capability to embrace the change. Because technology is going to bring things at you faster, but operationally, if you're ill-prepared for that acceleration, you set yourself up for a potential failure. So 100% aligned with that idea of the need alongside the speed and making sure those two things meet in the middle or in some way such that clients can benefit and not be at a disadvantage. I was going to say, Mike, too, with with everything going on with the market volatility, I think Bank of America will very well position with people like yourself who used to sit in treasury at our corporate clients who can help them do that assessment, understand the technology, understand the risks, understand the benefits, and really help them as they, they drive forward the next few years. Fair point. I've got one more question. I'm going to round robin this one, starting back at the top with you, Matthew, Jay, Follow, and Kevin, you can close this out. So beyond the increased use of data and technology, what other trends do you anticipate in shaping the Treasury landscape in 24? And how can treasurers prepare for some of that anticipated change? Matthew, why don't you start us off? Well, I'll take the obvious one, the high-rate environment, which, well, you can ask uh, 10 people and you've got 10 different opinions of <laughs> when there's going to be rate cuts this year, but rates are definitely going to remain elevated. And that has driven a focus on working capital and working capital metrics. That's going to very much continue into 2024. We've seen a huge demand for some of the solutions that we can provide that help with working capital, whether that's getting more spend onto cards, whether that's supply chain finance programs. We've we've probably onboarded more supply chain finance programs in 2023 than in any other year prior to that. And I see that trend very much continuing into 2024. So that was my thoughts on that. I would echo what Matthew says. Obviously, the interest rate environment is going to be very challenging. But further in terms of managing risk is the geopolitical issues out there. And that's something that's going to be very important for all treasury centers to be very aware of. And also deglobalization, rebalancing of supply chains and how you manage the associated risks. As Matthew said, our trade platform continues to grow as well as our FX platform. And I think that for a corporate treasurer, you want to stay very close to your treasury partners, whether it be a bank or others, in terms of creative ways to manage those risks, creative ways to account for market changes, because the world is changing very fast. And speaking for Bank of America, we are adapting very, very quickly in all of our products to provide solutions. And Mike, when I look at the broader kind of what's going on in this space, one thing is IT challenges and resources. I see our clients struggling to get the resources needed to get their jobs done. We're talking about tech and innovation, but if you don't have the resources to help you get there, 
it makes it extremely difficult to achieve. I think the second thing would be talent. Obviously, there are people out there that you need certain people in certain seats and making sure you find the right talent to put in your seats. The other thing we've seen from our consulting community is the move to in-house banks for what are large corporates and how they get there and moving to that. And then obviously I touched on it earlier, but the ERP and conversions and people have leaner organizations. So how can they utilize their ERPs and their technologies more to drive into the future? Fair point. Completely agree along all lines. And although nobody asked me, I'm going to give my two cents beyond the technology piece and what you each just mentioned, the key word that I've seen kind of creep into a lot of discussions and it's optionality. As a consumer, as individuals, we like to have options and we like to be able to have it at our fingertips. And where we have sectors that are serving that consumer base, we're seeing the bank transition to ensure the integrity of those options that's starting to rise beyond the consumer into more of a business-to-business space. I anticipate this year we're going to see more of those consumer-based driven solutions rise up as business-to-business type initiatives, whereby that same optionality is now available at a business level, not just at the consumer. But hey, this has been a great conversation, and I really appreciate your time embracing changes, seizing opportunities, and driving innovation in Treasury. That's what we're seeking here in 24. For now, I want to thank each of you as our experts, Matthew Davies, Jay Davenport, and Kevin Hines, for your insights today. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. I'm Michael DeSacco, and you've been listening to Matthew Davies, Jay Davenport, and Kevin Hines. Thank you for listening to the Treasury Insights podcast series. Bank of America is the marketing name used by certain global banking and global markets businesses of Bank of America Corporation, lending other commercial banking activities and trading in certain financial instruments are performed globally by banking affiliates of Bank of America Corporation, including Bank of America NA member FDIC. Copyright 2023 Bank of America Corporation. All rights reserved.